0: Welcome back to the HILL Podcast. HILL stands for Heard, Important, and Loved. And I am your host, Rachel Long, and I'm so thrilled that you're back with us to hear the rest of April Herman's story. Um, It is one of helping people navigate grief and the grieving process herself. Let's jump right in.
1: I'm not sure there's a more painful punch than that, right? than that suddenness. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not so much the maybe the things that were never said. It's the this this the shock of that very moment, yeah, of pinch me. Yeah, kind of pinch me.
0: Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm <laughs> we're working on year number four here, and I still sometimes think that that year didn't happen. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I I do it every day. I'm in it every day, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm not doing this every day, crying and right. And um, I try to. Keep a keep things compartmentalized, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Um, especially if I'm sitting there with a family that is describing to me maybe the one of close to the same situation that I had yeah. with my dad and a heart attack. Yes, and as they're sitting there sharing their story with me, I'm sitting there listening and learning and. I, I love learning about their family. Mm-hmm. But then I hate for them. I know that heartache the next day and yes. then the next month, the next Christmas, the next Father's Day. Yeah. That heartache that they're going to f- feel. Yep. I know it because I've lived it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that's hard.
0: They, if I was going to say one thing about, um, And I don't know if you had this too. Uh, At the end of my dad's life, there, first of all, hospice people, you're angels. You're just angels. Um, Coming in and explaining to families who are already pre grieving, have already started like watching their family member lose different faculties. Um, He was very sad and um, a little bit scared. Um, and, And not actually all the way lucid at the end. And this is for if you've never lost anyone, I would just ask you not to judge this part of the podcast. But I recorded that because I knew from having my brother pass away that I would need to remember this to be joyful about his passing, Because he was in so much pain. Now, don't get me wrong. It's like not even 30 seconds. But I knew that I would miss him so much that I would need that to uh, be
1: able to release him over and over and over again. Sure. Um, Goodbyes are hard. Goodbyes are hard. Uh, Grief is hard. And I can relate to the recordings. Mm -hmm. Um, We made a lot of recordings with my mom. Mm -hmm. A lot. I can't say the same with my dad because it was so sudden. Right. 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 Yep. And so we we do find when we look back and watch those recordings – of how sick she really was. Yeah, because when you're in it, yes, you, you haven't slept. in.
0: I'll never forget, April, he had an episode in the night, and he was just calling and calling. And I had only been asleep an hour, and my aunt and his girlfriend were to be tending to him. And I woke up so angry and ran downstairs like, why are you guys... And they were with him. He just wasn't lucid, and yeah. he was calling and calling out. And there was just like, oh, like I'm not going to fully sleep while you're this side of heaven. And so you lose your perspective in the caretaking. Definitely, I mean, I, even writing down his pain medications and making sure that I was administering those properly. Like you loo- if you don't do that, you lose your you, perspective is the best way to say it, but your place. You don't know if you're coming or going. And, and, and I know that happened with Josh too later like the trauma of his grief, I lost pieces of memory and had to work to get those back. Like there were just that was rough when he died suddenly. But um yeah, it uh, but I would uh say that the video helps me see what I couldn't see then too. Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Because when you commit to be a caregiver. Mhm. You're all in, oh yeah, all in, yep um, and and you do get foggy
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i I think that's probably a good word for me. um I was foggy for days, um, lack of sleep, exhaustion, emotional, yeah, grieving, yeah, even though you know she hadn't passed, still grieving, um, watching my dad struggle with uh, watching her, yeah, and The videos, though, it's interesting you bring the videos up because I dabble in photography on the side. Hmm. And so I love pictures and videos. And a lot of our family and friends would say, oh, she looks really bad. Why are you recording? Yeah. And, you know, the short answer to that is my phone, my business. Right. Okay. Truthful? Yes. The short answer to that, my phone, my business. Um, however, for me, uh, it, it was helpful. When, when you're the caregiver, you oftentimes don't see the decline. Exactly. Because you're there every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who walks in maybe uh, every other day or every third day, they notice the decline. The videos were were helpful for me to see that, and often I would be up at night watching them because I felt like it was kind of my duty to, you know, as a caregiver to, yeah, to be aware of those things. Uh, But now, when I watch the videos, I'm so thankful I have them. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun, you know. Ike was there running around and Mm -hmm. um, making my parents laugh, which, uh, you know. Grandparents uh, often are are noted for saying, "There's no greater love than that for a grandchild." Yeah, and uh, the fact that during probably the most difficult time he was he was able to make them laugh. I love that habit on video. Mm. Yeah, so mm, that's
0: good. Yeah. I love that.
1: Um, I often tell
0: people when I'm counseling them and they've come in and they've lost a loved one, and it may be. Two days after they lost the loved one, or it could be two years. Um, We talk about how, uh, as Christ followers, we do believe that sin, disease, death entered the Garden of Eden, and that that's where uh, it started. And we talk about how uh, we were created in God's image, not to be separated from Him, and that, you know, as the gospel goes on, that's the... The reason for Jesus, but it helps. It helped me when I could put words to this after years of really trying to sort through. And I, I mean, like, a, probably the seventh year of sorting through Josh's passing to realize that if I'm created in God's image, I was not created to navigate death. Because he can't be in the presence of sin and the sin and disease and death entered the world at the same time. And it has helped me and been a comfort for me to know that this excruciating inside out pain is this soul pain is is like, that's normal. That's It's a real thing. It's part of, you know, the fall mm-hmm. uh, as a Christ follower. That's what I believe totally. And those words uh, that I give to myself but have been comforting um, because here's what I think it does. I think it helps us with that stage of grief of denial because if you can't, if you don't think that you "quote unquote" should be feeling this bad, still whatever amount of time still is, mm-hmm. then um, you don't give your permission, yourself permission to feel your way through it. And unfortunately, grief can mimic depression. It can mimic rage. It can. It. It is such a, a anomaly of feelings and just. That it, it puts them all together as the anomaly and hits you with them. And I don't know if you've noticed that from the loss of your parents, but I definitely noticed that with the loss of my brother, that when I did not feel my way through it, something else was going to present itself so I could work through it and then work through it again. Or I was going to be stuck and... um I don't know if that is just unique to my grief journey or if that's something that a lot of people see.
1: Yeah, you know, I think being stuck is something that is probably more common and not talked about. Mm. Because, you know, a lot of people don't think it's okay to cry. right? And grief is oftentimes put on the back burner, quote, yeah, um, because... It's easier to not face those feelings. Right. It's easier to go about your busy life. It's easier to schedule yourself so busy that you don't have to walk through that grief journey. Right. Is it healthy? No. Right. Right. So, um, you know, we know that God comforts us in our darkest hours, but sometimes it's not that easy. No. Mm-mm. And, um, I, I think that grief, grief in particular, um, is something that for, for me, you know, a lot of people say it comes in waves, and I'm like, sometimes that's a tsunami. Right. Like, sometimes it is so hard and so strong that I think, oh, when is this day going to be over? Right. Right. And like you mentioned, that leads into depression. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think that when when people don't walk through that and work through it, yeah, uh, that's where it harbors other things. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage uh, the families that i'm I'm working with and friends with. I encourage them to seek out that mm-hmm. emotional help mm-hmm. because we can't do it alone, and we don't have to. That's no. the great thing. We don't yeah. have to do it alone. There are so many people that want to help and that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a grief journey is a lifelong thing.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not something that hey, six months. I'm gonna I'm gonna be done with this class and and I'm yes. I'm moving on.
0: Yeah, no,
1: it doesn't work that way. Right. Like I said, I'm starting year four of my. I call it imminent grief. Mm-hmm. So my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call imminent grief you know, parents, siblings, a child. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I, I could not imagine. Um, I would call that imminent grief. And you know, I'm on year four, and I'm still a mess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, my my work that I do with other families helps me navigate
0: mm-hmm.
1: my personal grief. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I know that, Helping people through their immediate time of death um, is something that um, a lot of people can't do. Yeah, but that helps not only them, but it helps us as well. Right. And so, uh, my my personal grief, it helps, but also professionally, and. Because what we do with one family and what we see with one family, we're able to take and utilize that with another family Mm. and help celebrate their their loved one's life. As you've been navigating,
0: first of all, I regularly tell people who think they should be past this already, you're 10, why am I still sad about this? I think the expectation around grief, Needs to change, and I think it needs to change to being okay with missing that person the rest of your life, when it's a grief that's a death. Absolutely, we because you will, you know, if they were of any significance to you, you will miss them the rest of your life. Yes, and if we can change that expectation, I do think that um, it's helpful for people, so, so they stop being so hateful to themselves about still being sad that your dad died in like my father passed in um 2018 I I am going to miss my dad the rest of my life and I will navigate through the grief process and I have been moving through it but I will miss him
1: the rest of my life absolutely and that's something that I, I, I feel like in today's world, a lot of folks think that they can't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: can't miss their dad. So when someone's talking about their mom or their mother or their father, um, you know, my parents' death, you know that kind of stole that word, right and, and so when someone else is talking about their mother or father, That only, of course, it leads me to think about my mother and father, right? And um, I, I, I often think that my mom and and my dad, for that matter, wouldn't have had it any other way. Uh, That forty-four days, you know, that was um, hard for us, but yet for them, I mean they had They had grown up together, they had spent their whole life together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to die that close to one another. Um, there's a lot to be said for that and, and I can say that now, looking back I mean, and maybe even the last year, I've came to that realization that right it was okay that it happened that close together yeah, um, that that but like you said, you know f- forever. You're you're gonna miss your dad. Yeah, and same with me. Um, I think about them on a daily basis. We talk about my parents with with Ike a lot. Yeah, uh, they're surrounding our our all, all of our home. You know, our our room, from mm-hmm. pictures to clothes to pillows mm-hmm. and um, all of those tangible things. Yeah, that for me. They help. Yeah. They help. And so um, Ike is reading a a series. um, It's called Dog Man. It's a very popular series right now with Mm -hmm. young readers. And in the book, they have something called The Living Spray. As a seven-year-old, The Living Mm -hmm. Spray. This week, he said, Mom, wouldn't it be great if we could use that? Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, "Well, what would you do with it?" He said, "I would spray it on Grandma and Grandpa." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And isn't that the truth? Like, you know, we we wish we had that magic to do that, but yeah. um, you know, we're all we're all here for a reason, and mm-hmm. it's okay to talk about your loved ones that have passed, mm-hmm. and. I don't ever want anybody to feel like it's not okay. Yeah. And that was a part of you. And that was a part of a lot of times your daily life. Yeah. And if, if you don't continue to live with that memory, mm-hmm. that's where it gets buried deep inside. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they never heal from that. Mm-hmm. And the, the healing, I'm not sure how long that's going to take. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, g- grief is a lifelong journey. Yeah. And heal, I'm sure healing is too.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a tsunami, you know, it comes in waves, big waves, mm-hmm. but the healing is too. I, mm-hmm. I could sit here and smile just thinking about my parents. yeah and um, And there was a period of time in my life recently that I, I, I couldn't do that, you know yeah, it was all sadness. yes, but today I could sit here and smile.
0: Mm.
1: So um, it's it's never easy. No never easy. no matter the age. the exactly. age of the loved one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think of your life. You know, I, here I was, you know, 41 years old. I'd always had my mom in mm-hmm, my life. Mm-hmm. Then I was going to have to learn to live without my mom. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. And when when you have a death, that's, that's really that first part is how do you learn to live without that person? Uh, not so much even just the impact, but... That daily presence. Yeah. That
0: I'll tell you, when my brother Josh passed away, and I do regularly tell people this, the days, like the next week after he had gone, the mornings when you wake up and you forget, and it all comes flooding in again, ugh. So... But I don't have those mornings anymore. Not that I've forgotten one bit of them, but I don't have those mornings
1: anymore. Right.
0: And I do think that you, when you say the healing, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then I think, oh, yes, that part has healed, mm-hmm. that it's become part of me now that 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 is that I have lost my brother and that God is going to use that in other people's lives I'm not so sure I'm there with my dad yet because it's still super tender yeah, yeah. but um but that is the healing part like I I'm not a person who like I'm not the person whose brother died instead I'm Josh passed away and now I can use the pain of that the deep deep pain and the uh, the inability to start the grief process April it was seven years before I found a really good therapist that helped me start my grief process because I didn't I thought I should be over it should be mm-hmm. over it mm-hmm. should be over it and uh, to to be able to step into that now as, and empathize with the person across the table that has lost a sibling, totally different ballgame. And that is where the healing comes from. And being able to say the word Josh
1: without bursting into tears, that also, you know what I right? mean? There's
0: healing there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's that's what I think, Rachel, one thing about the trials and tribulations of our daily life Mm-hmm. Those are used. Yeah. You counseling people. Mm. Having this podcast. Yeah. Helping people. When when you reached out to me about the series on grief, yeah. I was excited about it. Yeah. Because there's not a there's not a lot of people that can do that. Mm. Can take the hurt and the pain. And turn that into helping other people. Mm. And that's exactly what you're doing with this series. It's so important for people to know that they're not alone. Right. They're not alone in their grief. Mm -mm. And you mentioned sitting across the table from someone else who had lost a brother or a sister. Yeah. And you know that you're not alone in that pain. And you're not alone in that journey. And I, I think it's helpful to be with and to share with other folks that have lost the same loved one in, in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes your family might not be on the same grief step that you are.
0: Exactly.
1: And so you can help another individual mm-hmm. who's lost a sibling and they can help you. Mm-hmm. Which which is really important uh, to know that hey look, she's doing this.
0: Yeah.
1: She's making it. She she's healing.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to say his name. You're able to say his name now.
0: Yeah.
1: And being able to talk openly and freely and shed some tears. That's okay. Yeah. Especially with someone else that's that's lost a loved one.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's good. It's good permissions. Yeah. Well, on the Hill podcast, it is tradition and if if you would allow me, they pray blessing over the guest at the end of the podcast and uh, would that be okay with you? Well, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Father God, uh, precious Father God, thank you so much for April and the work that she does. God, we pray the blessing of a happy home uh, for her husband and for Ike and for her. God, we pray... um, the blessing of many, many years of intimate marriage between the two of them. And um, God, we pray the blessing of continuing to do uh, this calling that you gave her many years ago and that uh, it's so evident that your hand is on her and the work that she's doing and that they continue to get to do that together. And then, God, we pray uh, the blessing of fortitude over April as she navigates her own grief and uses that as uh, a healing salve for others. God, that's kind. Of, that's the way that um, she reflects you, just like Romans 8.28, and you work all things for those who believe in you. God, she's using this pain and working it for help. Uh, so, God, we pray that she maintains that ministry, really a ministry um, that you've given her. We love you so much. You're the best, at. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much, so much. Thank you for being vulnerable, and I just love you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you.